Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today, Adam, and today with me is Changus out of London, UK with TE London. Changus, how are you today? I'm very good, sir. How are you? I'm very well as well. Thank you so much. How's the uh, how's the weather over there? Uh, it's chilly and it's been a bit wet, but that's London. You get about four and a half months a year of winter. But um, <laughs> yeah, that, those are the months I can happily not be here. But yeah, right, yeah, be uh, somewhere warm and sunny, right? Awesome. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and open it up to you. Go ahead and give our listeners a little bit about who you are, what you've done, how you got into this facility. Um, and I'll turn it over to you. So um, I'm Jengis Dervis, and I am half Turkish Cypriot, half Irish, born in London. I started training in the martial arts with my uncle, who's a grandmaster professor from the age of five. So my my first um, kind of insight into kind of like health and well-being, etc., was bit through the martial arts. We were a pretty Poor family, but my uncle trained, so it didn't cost us anything to train. So that took up uh, quite a few days of the week where we would have, you know, an activity in a community, somewhere to go and hang out with other kids. And and um, so from the age of five to nine, I was training. At the age of nine, I started competing in karate tournaments. And um, in parallel to that, you know, we started to get a little bit interested in kind of watching film you know tv and film etc so I had this kind of like all the way through my life i've had it and it'll make sense later on i've had this kind of ambition to in some shape or form be involved in film and tv but we digress so i i trained in the martial arts started competing at nine and then um when i was uh 18 i uh got my first job in a sports center as a lifeguard stroke uh gym assistant and um and i was also continuing to compete but i changed from competing in the martial arts into kickboxing so i'd gone from light contact to full contact and um and uh, working in a, a sports club health club stroke swimming pool started to see how the operation of a business worked um and uh had an ambition to become a uh a gym trainer, you know, to do people's inductions, to help them use the equipment, and then eventually to go on to become a class teacher. So that was kind of my initial kind of um, introduction to moving into kind of the, the, the fitness and well-being industry. And uh, quite quickly into uh, become achieving my kind of goals of becoming a class teacher, I started to get more business focused. I started to read lots of business books. I started to read property books and I started to have big ambitions, to not only become involved in the film and TV world, but also to become a business owner um, within the world of health and fitness, et cetera. So um, what have I done since then? Well, I initially was teaching 20 to 30 classes a week. Personal training wasn't really a thing in the early 90s in London. Um, and um, I, uh, when I did start personal training, the rates of pay were around 15 pounds an hour. And it was very, you know, there's only very few clubs in London that had personal training uh, 
in the States, that would probably be equate to about 22 bucks. Um, and so with my kind of newfound business head and um, my experience in kind of the martial arts and then my de in development of, you know, growing as a martial artist and as a fighter, I kind of came up with an idea that it'd be really cool if you actually could go to a facility where it's purely focused on uh, you being able to be treated as if you were a professional athlete. So you, you had the option to come in and just use a gym or if you wanted it, we could attach all the top, all the kind of people that you need, a nutritionist, a, you know, a, a personal trainer, a strength conditioning coach, a, you know, a physio, whatever it is you would need to get you into optimal condition. I kind of came up with this kind of loose idea to create a space that would, could offer that. And obviously um, it would have to be at the kind of higher price point because to afford those things is, you know, would, would, would be quite expensive. But at the time as well, personal training, like top personal trainers were charging about 30, 35 pounds an hour. So not only um, had I an ambition to kind of open a facility that could facilitate that for individuals, I also had an ambition to change how personal trainers were paid um, in terms of, you know, looking at legal and where at the time, you know, lawyers was like 100, 150 pounds an hour for, for a, a good lawyer. I was looking at, you know, you're a trainer, you've been training and, and uh, um, you've been educating and growing for years and years and years. And we, you know, we, I felt that we were undercharging ourselves out sort of 15, 20, 25 pounds an hour. So I had ambition to change how personal trainers were perceived and to bring in expertise and to make people pay for it. And so one of the things I'm very proud of is I actually changed the industry in the UK and probably had a knock on effect around Europe because when I eventually did raise the funds to open my first facility, um, personal training started at 75 pounds, which is more than double what people were charging. And people thought we were crazy. There were chains looking into the business going, they won't survive. Our membership was a, most memberships at the time were about 50 to 100 pounds to join and, you know, sort of 40 pounds a month. We would charge, I went in that our price point was 1500 pounds to join and 120 pounds a month membership plus personal training at 75 pounds a session. So over time, over my journey and getting to the point where I opened a gym called Kicks in Chelsea, I, I got to fulfill an ambition and actually changed the industry in a way that has never gone back. So, you know, now it's the normality for, you know, experienced personal trainers to charge 50, 100, 250 pounds a session and no one blinks in certain areas. Um, but that didn't exist uh, back in the early 90s before I came along. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and, you know, outside of that, in, in parallel, I, I, my ambitions to open, to get involved more in film and TV have been achieved. I, I, um, I trained as an actor. I set up my own production company in the last... Since 2011, we've been making short films, uh, a lot of which went on to win a number of awards at festivals. And more recently, we've started to make feature films and TV projects. So we have a feature film that's just released. We've got another one we're just raising funding for at the moment and a TV series that's had seven years of work, which is based on the personal training industry. It's called The Studio. The pilot has just been made and we're just taking that around to try and get that picked up. But I still have my hand in the industry. I'm still a business owner. Uh, uh, Taste Studio is still one of my babies. Um, we're purely personal training focused uh, within that facility. And um, we have nine trainers, uh, that the majority of which have been on board for a, a decade.
Wow, quite the story. Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to keep it brief. I could talk for hours. <laughs> <laughs> right. You you could go on for an hour and still not be done. Uh no, that's that's great. You know, it's you've kind of got a unique setup where a lot of a lot of the stuff can tie in from you know the, the fitness side of things. You know, you change the culture, change the atmosphere of your training, the, the expectation, the values. Um now these films and things like that. So that's that's really cool. Well, the journey, I, I, I'm a big believer is that you, you know, you write what you know. And um, so when I started to create content for film and TV, I, I just write from the experiences I've had, because as a fight, you know, as coming from a kind of poor background, um, was an insight, you know, it gave me a lot of content, you know, in just a daily life, and then the experiences you have with other people, and then becoming a fighter, and the journey that that took and having me travel all over the world and, um, Kickboxing, you know, it's grown a little bit, but when I was fighting, you know, professionally, it wasn't big purses and stuff. So a lot of times you were, you were, you were, it was pennies that you were making, even if you were making a decent purse for, because I fought for world titles. Um, you know, by the time I paid my corner, paid my training, et cetera, most of the time I was, I was in minus, which seems ridiculous. So what you weren't doing it for the money, but you learn loads through the process, you know, and lots of things are transferable. So like when people tell me they do a degree, but they don't want to, you know, did a law degree, but they don't want to do law. You know, the upside of that is that there's lots of transferables from doing that degree that can lead you into other things. It's the same with developing as a trainer, a fighter, you know, you learn lots, especially around, you know, things like discipline and repetition. You know, you learn lessons that you don't get unless you go on the journey. So, and some of that's very usable. A lot of it's very usable in business. So, I pay attention to, to, to the to things that add value. <laughs> As you should. Absolutely. You know, I, and you, you might be able to relate to this too, but oftentimes I find, you know, un unless there, there's a true meaning and passion behind the, the service or the the coaching right um whatever that coaching is whether it's motivational speaking whether it's you know filming whether it's you know how to how to run a fitness things like that you know to an extent you can find a ton of content on youtube on google on all sorts of stuff you know you you want to learn lawyer jargon right you want to learn how to speak with literature and you know the correct enunciation all that stuff you, you can find that but it, it's a matter of processing and understanding all of that too as well so yeah. you know, there's you know, at least in today's technology and age, there, there's a lot of other capabilities that maybe 15 years ago, 10 years ago, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have found. Yeah, we are literally drowning in information these days. Absolutely. Uh, well, cool. Love that. And then, Chengis, uh, real quick, could you elaborate on Tay London as far as like the name, like the TE, you know, how, how did it kind of come about per se? You know, what was the, the idea behind it? Uh, Tay was, um, I'd, uh, I'd exited from kicks, which I'd set up and I did some, I wanted to do some consultancy and I wasn't sure if I wanted to have a physical site anymore because, uh, you know, that they're, they're, um, at the end of the day, when you're a business owner, you're accountable and responsible for that physical premises. So it comes at a cost, you know? Um, so it was nice to have a break from having a physical site, but when I opened when I decided to actually open, go back and actually open something, I was really clear about what I wanted it to be. And um, 
and I and I, I felt that it, um, I'm I'm fairly spiritual, uh, and I just um, and I'm very fairly universal in terms of that. I'm not a religious man, but I, um, I have great respect for all religion. Um, but I I do feel um, there's a universal power that connects us all, and so Tay is the elements. Uh, earth, air, fire, water, you know, it's, and so the actual sim, the name TE is trigrams, which is basically uh, uh, the kind of line symbols to, of each element. So, yeah, the way the, the logo is, it's just uh, taken from uh, the elements, as in uh, I Ching, I think they call it, which is like uh, Chinese. Um, but yeah, so yeah, the elements uh, just felt, felt the right kind of uh, name for the business and our, you know, rather than being jack of all trades, like, you know, I was really, really clear that I didn't want to, lots of places do lots of things. And I've been in, I've been involved in businesses that do everything. And now I'm involved with a business that focuses purely on personal training. Obviously there's lots, there's lots within that because we have, within our business, we have martial arts experts, ultra distance experts, um, you know, we do uh, life coaching within our, our service offering. So, but it's all client facing one-to-one, -one, you know, and um, we don't do small group classes. We don't do large classes. You know, we, we, we don't do outdoor boot camps, et cetera. It's all focused around an individual and, yeah. you know, one-on-one -on -one service. And so, yeah, it's, uh, I opened it in 2009 and it's been, you know, and I've seen so many businesses open and close on my doorstep. And more recently, unfortunately, due to the pandemic, I saw lots of businesses, you know, go under, which was really sad to see. Um, yeah, I can't even imagine. Yeah, just sad to see the high street, just to let signs, et cetera. But, um, but, but parts of those reasons it's not just the fact that the pandemic wiped them out. It's also, you know, you, sometimes you have to, you have to be clear about, I think it's really important to know your business and, and to, you know, to pivot as and when you need to, but to, you know, to not, not to try to be all things to all people. Um, I do, I, I do some consultancy and I'll, I'll give you a little, somebody recently, uh, reached out to me because they're having problems with their business that's been in operation for about seven years. And um, when they launched the business, it was going really well. And seven years on, it all seems to be going pear-shaped. And so my first question to them was, okay, well, what service offering did you launch with and how was that working? So they told me, okay, of that service offering, seven years on, what are you still doing? None of it. Okay, well, maybe go back to doing what you were doing. You might find your business works. Do you know what I mean? It's like people just change for the, for the sake of changing rather than like being clear about what it is you're doing and why, why, you know, it's like, hey, it's almost like hey, I'm getting bored of doing this, but it's working. Let's try something completely different and forget all the things that worked. It's so strange. So being really clear about your service offering and mm -hmm. who your target audience is. Yeah, it's, um, you can't deviate from the plan. Like you can no, have the plan, the goal. You can change what happens inside of that but don't deviate from the ultimate, you know, why you started, like, this is what it is. You can change certain things inside of it that can get to that specific point or that goal rather than, Oh, it's not working. I'm not seeing much. We're just going to change the whole thing. Exactly. And, um, so yeah, so today's a, it's, it's, it's purely personal training focused and, um, you know, thankfully, and we, you know, 
we've worked really hard at it. It's been going since 2009 and, you know, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's solid, it's sound. And, um, you know, I, I, I've always, I've contemplated the last couple of years, should I expand? Should I do a second site? You know, but I, I'm on the fence with that. <laughs> All right. We can, we can dive into that a little bit. Um, but before we do, you kind of touched on a little bit, you kind of give us some background. How big currently is the square footage of your facility and roughly around how many members would you say that you have or clients? So we're not members. We're, um, and we're not huge. We're, we're about 1500 square foot, but it's purely focused to personal training. It kind of has three areas, but it's kind of open plan. And so we have a kind of, uh, combat kind of area that's kind of like hanging bag, boxing bags, et cetera. Then we have kind of like a mix between cardio and functional equipment area and then we've got a kind of uh functional area that's also uh kind of facilitates a lot of weapon because we we have guys who and that's including myself who teach weaponry so sword sticks so and within there we have a lot of um you know sort of like squat racks free weights we don't have any um fixed resistance machines it's all kind of functional and and uh you know, stuff that you pick up and put down, body weight training. Yeah. Um, we, don't, we don't really, it's not like a typical gym. It's, you know, it's more about, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't need any equipment to coach somebody. I just need their time and a small space. And I could give them the, the most challenging workout of their life. <laughs> so, sounds like a challenge I'm up for. <laughs> yeah, so it's, you know, it's all about, you know, because we, we walk around with our own gym, our body weight, you know? Mm, yeah, walk on your legs every single day. Yeah. So, you know, depending on how you push and pull your body, I mean, you can, you can do, you can do lots and, you know, we yeah. use ropes, we use TRXs, we, you know, all sorts of things. So, but it's more about the expert and we're not the sort of place where you come in, there's someone standing next to somebody on a running machine, you know, <laughs> are you, obviously it's, it's going to be appointment based, you know, there, there's the clients. We're, we're purely appointment based. We operate off at the moment. We're using a software called wellness living. Um, we've worked with Mind Body when I'm using Wellness Living. It's an online uh, software app. But even now, we have the facility to allow our clients to book, but our clients book directly with the trainers. Everything is kind of like a, um, it, it, we, we, it's not, we try not to be automated, even though we could be. Yeah. We try to keep it very um, client facing and very kind of uh, in, in communication, you know, rather than falling into the, the kind of like, distracted, um, <laughs> detached universe that we're living in at the moment, you know? Yeah. Oh, I a hundred percent understand that it's, you know, they, uh, you, I'm sure you've heard they have, or if you're looking down and you get like this little hump in the back of your neck, or there's been x-rays where because of how long you're actually looking down, you're creating this, this external, you know, pro, pro prominence of a bone tissue and things like that, that, you know, oh, without a doubt, you know, I had a woman walk into me today, into my chest, because she was on her phone. Point pr proven right there. I just, I just, I, I mean, it makes me chuckle, but I'm also like, oh my, I just, yeah. I'm sure people are killing themselves on these devices by walking or falling or tripping or walking in front of a car, you name it. I'm sure people, I'm sure there's a statistic of how many people are dying on their phones. That would be a, <laughs> obviously a tragic number to look up, but at the same time yeah. interesting statistic you know cause of you know of the of the of the scene um so we deliberately basically avoid that kind of automation even though we've got it to hand we you know we we check in with our clients we book them in 
Um, you know, we, uh, so it's very hands-on and, uh, you know, we keep notes on our clients stuff and lots of our clients will cross train with one or two or even three trainers to studio. Just, we, we promote not being loyal to one trainer. We promote working with the team, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, we have about, I mean, we're not huge. We probably service about 60 clients. Um, but we, we, we do, you know, we, we're operating at quite a high level of sessions uh, a week. So most of our clients train at least twice a week. Um, some train four times a week. And we're only as good as our last session. You know, so our, my philosophy is that you know, you're only as good as your last session. It's like when you go to a play, you know, every time you go to that play in the theatre, it has to be like the first time. First, you know, when I'm performing, it has to be like the first time you've seen it. And every time you come to your session, it needs to feel like special, exciting. You know, you have to be motivated, challenged, inspired. And that's our job as trainers. It's like, look, it's your one hour that you're coming in for. And our job is to, to help you grow, to maintain, you know, obviously in the back of our mind, retention is key. Yes. Because we want to retain our client, but we retain our clients by doing our job well. 100%. You get usually 20 seconds to make a great first impression on somebody. And that great first impression could be every day that you have a session with them. That's their first session of the day. That's their first session of the day. You know, the first time they've seen you today, it's, you know, and then it, it becomes routine, but you still want to make, like you said, that, that human interaction. You don't want it to become automated or, or so routine where it's like hey how's it going hey how's it going all right let's get to work it's like hey you know what's going on today and you you take intention behind the 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 conversation or the cognitive approach you know with that that client or that uh, that um that session yeah I, I, and i'll give you a, a short story a um a client i worked with who was very senior in formula one she was heading out the studio one day and a friend was coming in to meet me and um and I have daughters and he, um, he was, he was like something was, my daughter had gone to hospital the day before and he came and he was like, Hey man, how, you know, how's Darcy? Um, and I just started talking to him and she came back down the stairs and she was like, do you have children? And I was like, yes, I have daughters. And he was like, I've trained with you for nearly three years. I didn't know you had kids. And I said, well, you've never asked. And she's like, I feel so bad. And I said, don't, it's your hour. My job is to focus on you. It isn't for you to focus on me. I never feel bad about those things because I'm here to do, you know, I'm here to, to work with you and service you. Obviously, if you ask me stuff, I'll tell you, but the reality is you're a busy woman, you're in and it's your time. And, that, and I think it's my observation when I go into lots of gyms and stuff is that sometimes trainers spend far too much time talking about themselves talking about their days, their weeks, et cetera. And, and they forget that the focus should be the client. I raised 13 million pounds to open kicks. I did that through focusing on other people, adding value to other people. I didn't um, raise the money because I'd spent the whole time saying, hey, look at me, I'm a world champion. Look at me, I just, I'm always, I let other people blow my trumpet. I focus, I focus on the individuals that are in front of me, you know? And so if anyone's listening, that's a good little note for you out there. Talk less, you know, about yourself. <laughs> Ask more questions about the person in front of you. Couldn't agree more. 
Absolutely. It's like they, they're not here to, to learn about you. They're here to make themselves better. And you're there to provide a service for them. Yeah. And I, and I always say when I'm coaching with a client, like if they can work, if they can work and talk, it's fine. But if they can't, if they can't work and talk, then just work. Like just focus on the work at hand, give it hundred percent. Let's be, you know, cause I'm a big, I, I'm a big believer in quality, especially quality of motion. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, sometimes when you do things, well, when you do things right, it's harder. <laughs> it is the gets uh, better results. Yeah, absolutely. It's, that that pain point, you know, where where is the pain? What is it? You know, what's causing this pain? And then where is the solution to eliminate that pain? Yep. Um, love that. Uh, so, Changus, um, what, one thing that caught my mind, you know, with you know your your staff, are your trainers are they employed as like a ten ninety nine? Are they like independent, or are they under you as like an employee? where you know you do payroll for them and that like that or is it more kind of an individual basis so we've got an interesting model so um and again this is all part of pivoting as the industry changes and the, the world changes especially you know coming up to, coming up and through covid so we have a few different scenarios in in way in the ways that people work in the studio so the, the first and um the first so the first scenario is that everybody has to be better no matter what they have to have, be a certain caliber of trainer and they have to have certain things in place like their qualifications, insurance, and they have to be a good human being because, you know, when you're working in spaces with other people, you know, it's really important to have the right energy, um, you know. So I turn down more trainers than, you know, I don't just focus on the numbers. I focus on, like, what's the environment, you know. It's really important for the trainers that are there and it's important for the clients. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that we have some trainers who work purely for, with the studio and they are paid um, a per session rate. So they'd be classed as kind of like free, freelancers. Okay. Um, we have uh, a, a, another group of trainers who, who, are, who pay a rent to the business and they bring in their own clientele, but they also will probably do third, will, will supply about 30% of their clients. So there's a kind of mix between the two. One is 100% pure uh, Tay trainers and the other one who's kind of like a 70-30 trainer, whereas they pay a rent to bring their own clients in. But over time, um, we say to them, if, if we can, if you have hours that you want to populate, we can we can fill those hours for you. So, you know, and then they work obviously with, with us when we have a client who wants to do three or four sessions a week, but wants to work in different disciplines. Because one thing we're clear about as well that you know, we have, uh, there's a crossover in what people do in terms of like, you know, most of the trainers have a strength conditioning background, but then you'll get somebody who also is a boxing trainer or someone who's a, you know, a Pilates teacher plus strength conditioning, so, or ultra distance or a triathlon trainer. And depending on what the client's focus is, is who we suggest that they work with, you know? And so there's a, a few clients who are, who are working with a number of trainers, not just one trainer a week, so... No, yeah, that's, kind of our, that's kind of our structure. Okay. So with that, let's kind of talk about, you know, lead generation. Um, with your unique setup, you know, it's not like necessarily you're doing like payroll or it's like they work 10 hours, you're paying them for 10 hours, things like that. H how are you getting leads into the door and how does that distribution look like amongst, you know, trainers or, you know, that one-on-one that -on -one interaction? So 
after many years of trying lots of different uh, avenues of marketing and sort of you know PR etc to to bring in interest to the, the business what I came to realize is that you're you know and depending this is all location based obviously in, in London um, it's very walkable you know New York's very walkable LA is car you know car culture for instance you know so you've got you've got to think about your local the way we work is our location is you know in Fulham and I kind of draw a circle around it of a sort of 20 minute walk in any direction 20 minutes in any direction is our client base okay so it's how so first and foremost how do we reach those people well you know the number one um the, the, the number one um uh kind of what brings in the most clients to us is word of mouth it's the fact that we do a good job and our clients talk about us to their friends family you know hairdresser you name it um, the second uh, uh, route of kind of um, business referred to us is local businesses, other local businesses. So, you know, over the years, I've got to know well over 50 local businesses. We, we set up like WhatsApp groups, et cetera, and we keep each other informed stuff. Um, and it's just reaching out to those people so they have an understanding of what you do. Um, and, uh, you know, and then they talk about it to, you know, if they're a, you know, a realtor, a state agent or a hairdresser or, you know, a coffee shop, you talk about your service offering, invite them in so they can experience it. They talk, you know, so it's none of this. This is just all time based. It costs you time, but we get a huge return. We've tried like social media, you know, sort of the next stores, the Instagrams, the um, Facebook and uh, very little or no response in terms of you know uptake and people coming into training, especially because we're we're not we're, we're we're personal training focused and we're not we don't really do kind of deals and offers. You know we're kind of very transparent with our pricing, right? And um, and we sell our expertise. So you know we've been in glossy magazines. I've been in Vogue, GQ, Men's Health, you name it. I've been in just about every magazine there is. Um, when I was in Vogue. Uh, I think I got one phone call. I did a, a, a documentary, uh, Super Skinny Me, that went all over the world. I was involved in it. It's one of the trainers, and this was a, all the fad diets. And um, you wouldn't believe how many people called me to sort of say, hey, I know this is really bad for you, but can you get me to a size, you know, zero? <laughs> I mean, it's just a, a mad world. So, yeah, our core business comes from word of mouth and recommendation, be it through our current clients or local businesses. Yeah, and that's just time intensive in terms of reaching out, you know, and and uh, and just uh, helping people to understand what you do, and also inviting them in to experience it. So you know, you give your time, you give you know an hour of your time, you you give them a, a session, and they understand what it is you guys do, how you do it, and they go off and talk to people. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And just to clarify, when you said when you say social media posting, were you like just boosting like certain random posts for like uh recognition or were you doing like paid advertising with like an agency or you so know, years so we did a few things years ago we okay. uh we did um a kind of focused uh facebook ads where we paid a certain amount per advert uh we used a pr company on a retainer for about i don't know 18 months who 
their job was to get us into magazines, into local papers, and to, you know, to bring, to get, to generate business. Um, and then, uh, and then things like, um, I think, yeah, we did, we did Google ads for a while, quite a while ago, but again, you know, we're not, our target audience is, you know, within 20 minutes of our locations. It's not, you know, we're kind of um, a multi um, site business. We're one site. Um, so, you know, it's how, and it's interesting that, you know, taking into account all the time that was spent and all the money that was spent, I can honestly tell you that it was a complete waste of time, you know, an expensive waste of time. When I walk into a local hairdresser's and so for instance, when I opened Kicks, at the same time we were opening Kicks, Chelsea Football Club, Roman Bramovich was opening the Chelsea Club, which was about a mile and a half from our, from Kicks. Uh, both on a similar price point, but that was going to be like a health club that was set within a football ground. We were opening um, in a kind of more residential but very luxurious area. And they had a £250,000 marketing budget for pre-sale to open. And I had, we, we, we had a big budget to open the club, but, we, but it cost so much to open the club, we had very little left for pre-sale. So we had £30,000 for pre-sale. They opened with 30 members and we opened with 150. And the difference was they spent all their money on PR company and marketing and all the rest. And me and about four other trainers, we just went out and about and spoke to people. We, um, we went into coffee shops, into fashion shops that were local. We went into hairdressers. I remember I got my hair, I went deliberately to a hairdresser that was about six doors down from us that I knew cut, cut a lot of celebrities' hairs. I went and had my hair cut with the senior stylist. Um, had a good laugh with them, invited her into the gym, showed her around, you know, gave her a session. But we would just before we were just gearing up to opening. And she introduced me to Madonna. So Madonna became our client because I went to Madonna's hairdresser. That's awesome. So, you know, it's just I call it guerrilla marketing. I think you can you can happily just spend tons of money on marketing for your business, or you could be um, more resourceful, more, more enterprising. And, um, and, you know, you can, you know, you can create beautiful, glossy artwork to market your business, or you can go and talk to people in some shape or form. And I've always found that you just get out there and meet people and it's infectious, you know? Uh, and if you ask people just to come in and, Hey, look, here's my number, drop, drop us a line and we'll come in, we'll show you what we do. You know, and always leave with value, you know, like if there's a posture issue with them, make them aware of it, you know, hey, you might want to think about your shoulders rounding, you know, you're hyperextending, you're, you're, you know, whatever it is, give them some value. So when they leave, give them some homework to go away and they just think, wow, there's an impact, you know. And then they talk about you and the, the, and the clients come. <laughs> Got to get give a little value to get a little value. Not, yeah. not everything... You know, the, the most successful people in the world didn't all of a sudden just charge $500 an hour. You know, they they gave it away. You know, they gave it away for free. Like, listen, this is what I can do for you. Okay, now it's time. I have enough experience and credibility under my belt. Now it's time to charge. You know, I'm well-known, yada, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I, um, you know, obviously apologies, you know, with the the lack of ROI that was, you know, your last PR agency, things like that, you know, oftentimes it's, 
it doesn't happen every single time, but there are those occurrences where, you know, people out there nowadays are promising this, 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 and this, and it's like, okay, show me. And then they do. And then it's like, okay, that's not what you said. So, um, with your, your ways of leads that are coming in, you know, what would you say is like the current traffic flow into your personal training facility? You know, are you getting, you know, three to five leads a week? Are you getting 10 to 15 leads a week? You know, how does that, how does that look for you? So we don't get, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't get, I wish we got five to 10 a week. We don't, <laughs> you know, it's um, some months we can, we're lucky if we get, four, you know, four leads. Um, but wow. the difference with our business is that most of the time, because of the, the information on the website, or it's, been a conversation that's got them to get in touch our conversion rates really high for those four leads and um our retention rate is phenomenal you know mm -hmm. so because a lot of times people um you know they, they've been to a lot they've been to other facilities they've trained with other trainers and they find us a breath of fresh air and i my job is to always remind the trainer you know, within the business of what we do and why we do it and how we do it, you know? Um, because it's really easy to become complacent, you know? And um, so my, my job is always to re remind the guys and girls at the studio, you know, what differentiates us from everybody else? You know, and, um, and the fact that we, it is all about the client and it is about achieving their goals. You know, we're as good as our last session. And if the, if the client is not, achieving their goals then how good are we you know i mean you can service people and maintain them on their on their current physical physical level for years um because they're not really making the changes you know mm -hmm. if they're only seeing you twice a week or three times a week you know it's everything else that's going on in the week our job is to make sure that we have a footprint on that whole week and have an influence over that whole week so we do get the changes and and it's just and it's a lot of honesty with our business you know especially i work with clients there's always a lot of honesty up front you know how much time it's going to take what it's going to take but i you know if you do the work and if you if you follow the guidance it's not a problem it, it's if you don't stick to the plan you know if we don't stick to the plan then you know i, I <laughs> there's no miracle pill there's no get get fit quick you know etc but the beauty is i always tell people that when you get into the physical condition that you want to get into far easier to maintain you know yeah you know so um yeah so our, our conversion our conversion rate's high we don't get a huge amount of uh you know kind of um phone calls or emails and actually we're, we're moving into have noticed more and more in the last especially the last sort of three years it's very rare you get a phone call these days People were just so happy to, you know, send a, me a message, be it an email or a text or whatever. Um, and they don't want to talk. It's like they want to do everything back and forth via email or, and I'm a pick up the phone person, you know? So I respond to the stuff or, you know, if one of the guys responds to stuff, but it's like, let's just have a chat and just get on the phone, have a chat, see where they are, get them in, have a talk about stuff and then just get it going, you know? Um, <laughs> And the, and the experience of it will, you know, inform your opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so one thing that piqued my interest is, you know, we talked about members goals and having them reach their goals. And uh, we spoke a little 
on this previously, but, you know, what, what are your goals for the taste studio? You know, is it, you know, mentioned talking about potentially expanding and, or, or getting a second facility, things like that, but what, you know, with your current facility, where do you want to take this thing? You know, do you have numbers, you know, that you want to hit maybe like you want, you know, 40 more members or excuse me, 40 more clients or 20 more clients, you know, what's kind of top of mind for you when it comes to that? So with that particular site, um, the goal is to, to source two more trainers, which would take us to 13 trainers um, and then increase our current um, business by 25%. And then we're kind of almost at capacity, you know? So, cause there's a, there's a balance, you know, it's, um, it's not about being, you've got to, I'm very conscious about space and people's experience. And what you don't want them to feel is that, you know, it's just a conveyor belt of, you know, there's, it's just a mass of trainers. There's like, there's no room for, to do, for, for stuff or to, you're waiting for equipment. We don't, you know, the whole point of personal training is that it's fluid, you know, and um, it's seamless and, and it's different to being in a gym environment because you're not saturated with, you know, members. If it's a busy morning and there's like hundred members there, we can manage that because the studio is a studio with a square footage and it's like, okay, most businesses would, would have eight trainers, eight clients in here. And I'm like, okay, I'll have five trainers, five clients, that sort of thing. So I managed that there's more space than, because all that has an impact on the client, you know? Mm -hmm. More space, it's a nicer environment. They never have to wait for any equipment. Everything is fluid. So I think 25% uh, more clientele and uh, two, maximum three more trainers and we're kind of done on that facility. So yeah, so my thoughts are, maybe I've been looking loosely looking to maybe moving the physical site, the full and the current business and opening a slightly bigger site. Um, but I'd also like uh, a few extra things with it. And one of those things would be a, a coffee shop at the front, like a, um, just a, an area where people can, um, create a form more of community. You now there's, there's a place where people can hang out. I'd love to do breakfasts with Genghis, um, where, I, you know, I, you know, once or twice a week, I do a early morning uh, breakfast where people can just sit and chat and ask questions about anything and everything to do with, you know, training, fighting, life coaching, business coaching. That's and it's just an open forum. Um, yeah. So, and that would give me the six to do that. The second thing is I spend a lot of time in America. So I'm back and forth a lot. And so I'm looking at the possibility of opening a second site, either in Texas or in California. Both excellent choices. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I've been, been in Houston quite a lot and I've been in LA quite a lot and I really love Houston and um, especially north of Houston, the woodlands and all around it, it's wonderful. And, uh, and, I, and I've, I've been from film and TV, I've been working in LA for the last eight, nine years in Hollywood. So, and I have a house in North Hollywood. So it's, um, yeah, I'm just trying to work out where, but is that, it's, it's you know, it's, because of the pandemic uh, and then the war and what's gone on with energy prices, et cetera, it's a very strange time at the moment, you know? Um, and so there's a lot of, um, you know, it's one of those times where it's a good time to sort of sit still and just kind of like get really clear about where to move forward, but probably later 2023 or early 2024, we're on a bumpy road at the moment. And, um, and uh, there's a lot, there's a, there's a lot of businesses going out of business 
due to you know inflation and you know the rates of loans and you know energy prices etc so it's being you know it's being smart enough to go okay there's a lot of opportunity coming mm -hmm. we're moving into what i call a buyer's market yes um but it's a good time to now start to collate you know get yourself ready to kind of pounce but it's not the right time right now it's but, it's coming, but it's coming uh, you, you're, you read my mind. I was just going to say, you know, it's for every hard time or burden that is coming, there's an opportunity on the other side of that door. Absolutely. And a lot of people during COVID prior, um, are prior to right before COVID started, were looking at, you know, I, I call this like the smart people or the people that are educated on what really is going to happen on a business side of things. It's, leases are going to you know terminate there's going to be buildings there's going to be landlords that need money there's going to be all these negotiations and you know you're a good negotiator you can work out a good deal that benefits you know low overhead or you know a, a benefit for both the the landlord and the the uh, employer absolutely because they're going to be left with these buildings where they've still got to pay their business rates etc so yep yeah they're, they're, but it's um but we're not there yet so it's uh you know we you know i keep a track on because i also do property and looking at the property market and what's happening there. You know, interest rates are crazy at the moment with mortgages, you know, yeah. inflation. The Fed and the, and the um, Bank of England will rise, will raise rates again in March, I promise, this month, I promise you, um, which will probably be the last one. It was sit for about six months, I reckon, seven months, and then, um, it will start to come down. It's not sustainable anyway at the moment. They're, they're causing a lot of pain. So it's going to be quite painful to the end of the year. But come end of the year, early 2024, first quarter, second quarter, a lot of opportunity. There's going to be a lot more houses for sale, lower price. There's going to be a lot of refinancing going on when the, the rates at some point will drop again because they will. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it so might not be. Lots of activity, lots of opportunity. So it's kind of like, you know, yeah, I, I'm kind of like fleshing out where's the best use of my time. What what would I like to do? And um, and it, but it's also the right time to do it. So now's a really nice time to actually sort of like step back and go right. Let's just explore some marketplaces. I'm exploring Houston. I'm exploring California. I'm exploring London, and I'm just working out okay, where to take it or what to do. You know, because I at the moment. I'm also thinking about my production company and what, what I do with that. I think it might might be worthwhile basing myself out of, you know, a different part of the world. So, <laughs> you know, lots of lots of lots of food for thought, but opportunity on the horizon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Texas, there's a, a lot of companies have moved to Texas, a lot of big companies. So, um, rightfully so. Uh, well, cool, Tengis. Um, you know, those are some good goals, you know, looking at, you know, more trainers, what 25% clientele, that's probably right around what, 10 to 15 more clients from current or, you know, maybe closer. Yeah, another 10 to 15 clients would see, would, I think we would be at a, a nice capacity. A nice capacity. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't want busting at the seams. I don't think that's sensible because it's a false economy because people then get disgruntled and you start to lose people, which you don't want as a balance. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll appreciate that. I think that's a good time to wrap up. I got two last things for you. Mm -hmm. First one is to an aspiring entrepreneur in the fitness industry, whether it's a personal training, whether it's group fitness, 
whether it's, you know, franchise, what would you say, what words of advice would you give them, you know, as they go to open up a new facility? I would say before they do anything um, to build a spreadsheet, build a spreadsheet. And if they can't get somebody to do it for them, that has every, that basically encompasses everything to do with their business right down to toilet rolls, light bulbs, you name it. So they have a real clear idea of what their, what, it, what their business takes to operate on a best case, worst case scenario, because that will, inf your numbers will inform you. You know, I see lots of people who um, go into the, into any business with, with, with just passion, you know, and ambition and dreams and goals, and they're out of business within six months, you know, so know your numbers, be clear about what it takes to operate, make sure you, that you understand what it's going to cost you to, to open and what your what operational money you have, because if you can't operate for up to 18 months to two years, you know, you're going to find it very difficult. Also, you're going to detract from your, your, your goals and your plans because you're going to start to knee-jerk, react to, you know, just focusing, I need to make money, I need to make money. So make sure you have a good spreadsheet, covers absolutely every aspect of the business, no surprises, and, um, you know, startup money, operational money, uh, you know, to get going. And then, um, you know, that will, that will give you a level of comfort because, you know, your optics are, you have, you have a clear vision of what it takes, you know, but you also can see where your business can go to. You can, the nice thing about a, doing a good model, you can have like a, build a have a five-year model so you can see, you know, certain amount of members, certain amount of personal training sessions, certain amount of coffee sold. You can see what it impacts, what it does to your daily, weekly, monthly, you know, income. So um, spreadsheet first. <laughs> smart planning, you know, have some type of game plan, you know, to execute something that's written down on paper. Um, yeah, like that. Last piece is, you know, how can people listening right now, how can they reach your facility? Whether you have a Facebook site, a website, uh, Instagram, go ahead and give a shout out on all ways that, you know, anyone can reach you. Yeah, so you can find us on the internet. It's www.telondon.com. So T-E-L-O-N-D-O-N.com. Excellent. Appreciate that, Chengis. Well, for everybody out there listening, that's how you can reach him. Uh, if you're interested in some one-on-one, -on -one, go check out his place and see everything that they're doing. Uh, more importantly, if this story inspired you or made you think, hey, I want to share my perspective on the industry and, and what's going on and my vision on it, feel free to click on the link below, type in your information, and we'll be in touch. But until then, y'all, that's been another episode of the Jim Lords Podcast. Jim Lords, out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily, and joining us on the show is Kyle from Newell Strength out of New Jersey. What's going on, Kyle? How are you doing today? What's up, Emily? How are you doing? I'm glad to be here with you guys. 
I'm good. Thank you so much for asking. You know, we're definitely excited to have you on the show today. But before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you guys have going on at Newell Strength, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place. So the way, well, I start with why I wanted to start it. So back in high school, I got really into fitness. You know, I was an athlete, whatnot, but I got really into the bodybuilding world. Started getting into that towards my, you know, senior year, and just became a passion of mine. And I really think it came out of a passion. Uh, because of trying to build confidence. You know, I think it came from that need to, to want to be more confident, but I became, you know, immersed in it. And then throughout the years, you know, that was what I was trying to compete in bodybuilding. People would start asking me for uh, after a fitness degree to, to get a health and phys ed certification. So I was a K to four teacher for a number of years while I was building the business. And then it just kind of kept progressing and to the point where I started the business because people were asking for help. I'm like, okay, I like what I'm doing. You know, might, might as well turn it into an equal value type of exchange. And then when I describe it to people, it's small group personal training. We focus on the family, you know, family like community. Like one of our the most knowledgeable coaches in the industry. And we focus, we do it. When I sum it up to people, keep it real simple. That's what we focus on. Can you hear me, Emily? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, I'm sorry. We need to start. We need to redo the intro because you froze for like 20, 30 seconds. You want me to, I guess, Jay? You, you turn it into video. I was going to say, I wonder if I did it without the uh, video for a bit. makes it clearer. That actually is a great idea because that usually helps. So let's go cameras off and then we'll come back on screen um, when the podcast is done. Okay. Okay. Let's see if that makes a difference. Yeah. This usually helps a lot because I've had to, I've had to do this before. All right. So take two. That was a great practice. Okay. You ready? Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Wars Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily, and joining us on the show is Kyle out of Newell Strength from New Jersey. What's going on, Kyle? How are you doing today? What's up, Emily? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, likewise, man, likewise. Now, before we dive into the nitty-gritty of what you guys have going on and how you run Newell Strength, tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people and what made you want to start this gym in the first place. Yeah, so... How I started it was back in high school, the seeds were planted to start hitting the gym, you know, as an athlete, as a byproduct of being an athlete and wanting to build more confidence. And then it just kind of grew into a lifelong passion where um, I just kind of immersed myself. I fell in love with the education and the, you know, the self-development, really, that the gym provided me. You know, I would say it's my, it was my greatest teacher, it is my greatest teacher, it's the best classroom. And that kind of grew into this need where people would always ask me at the gym, hey, can you write me a nutrition plan? Can you can write me a training program? And at that time, um, I was just starting to get into bodybuilding, you know, actually competing while I was a phys ed teacher. So it was just, you know, I knew that uh, physical fitness did so much in my life that I wanted to really share that with many other people. So in 2007, I actually officially started the business. And when I explained it to people, it's, we have three things that really differentiate us. It's a family-like community. We place a big emphasis on that and making people feel welcome. And, you know, we do a lot of social stuff at the gym, not just working out. 
So the family community, we focus on the mindsets, complete mindset transformation, because that's where all habits are formed and that's where real transformations take place. And we're the most knowledgeable coaches in the industry. So we really pride ourselves on keeping up to date on education and, you know, weekly training meetings and really just having a world-class team. So that's what, uh, how I explained Newell Strength and the mission really of Newell Strength, which is my life's mission, is to inspire people to transform their lives. Beautiful, man. That was very well said. So talk to us a little bit about the services that you offer your members. Sure. So the primary thing we do is small group personal training, which we changed back to that model like in 2017. For a while, uh, we had gone with like the semi-private, which was more everybody has their custom workout, but um, the coaches just kind of roam around and instruct. We wanted to get back to more like a better vibrational energy. So we went back to the small group. We thought it was a more uh, effective way to run things. So with small group personal training, we also have one-on-one. We have youth athlete, school athlete. Um, so we have those things. And then we run different challenges, like my Panda Diet Challenge, which is six weeks of my fasting and, and you know mindset and the elite mindset type of stuff. So some people in the gym will do that type of stuff when we have these challenges. But a lot of times it's outside people as well. And then we have other internal challenges throughout the year. We get our fat shredder coming up, which is an annual contest that starts in April and takes them to Memorial Day weekend. We've got like a, a Rip Dads program we've been running for years. So we, we keep people engaged. We want to keep them um, really, uh, you know, that novelty aspect of what they're doing. So they have something to train for. But um, we find like with all the things we provide, like right before this, I was doing what's called a mind map session with the client which is when they hit a roadblock, right? And they stop making progress and they start maybe reverting, going backwards. So it's really sitting down with them. and Okay, where's the stressor? How do we simplify this? So those are the types of things we provide and uh, people do really great there and they stay for a long time. Yeah, so I remember you mentioning that earlier that you have um, some of the best experts in the industry in your gym. Sounds like you guys provide awesome services. Now, my next question for you is, if I were to move to New Jersey, let's say next week, um, and I was looking for a gym, how would I know that you guys exist? So if you were moving in, we do a lot of marketing on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So that's primarily right now where we spend the marketing dollars. Do have a, a very strong Google reviews. So that's where a lot of people will find us. You know, they'll search Google like everybody does. And then if they're, if they're like most of us, they're going to look at the reviews. So I think Hillsboro, I don't know the exact number, but should have over 100 review, you know, positive reviews. Flemington, probably in the 55 range, but they're all, you know, it's good, genuine reviews, right? It's people that are having a great experience with us. So that's another way. And then uh, sometimes we'll do, we'll do direct mailing pieces and things of that nature. We try to do a lot of content. I personally put out a lot of content, you know, really, uh, you know, kind of being the head of the gym. Um, so that, that would be the main way. And then, of course, we would hope for referrals. We, we place a big emphasis on that, you know, and because that, that's a key indicator if, if we're doing a really good job. So are all of the, um, with the stuff that you're doing on Facebook, is all of this organic marketing or are you also taking advantage of some paid advertising? Yeah, definitely doing some paid advertising as well. Big time, yeah, with the gym. Okay, how's that going? Pretty good. We just we had a six week challenge for women that began uh, this past or last Monday. Um, had a ton of leads coming in from that. 
you know, and they were pretty high quality. Sometimes Facebook could be hit or miss, but uh, we recently just outsourced our Facebook marketing to an agency that I've been, you know, known these guys for a long time. And that's what they do really is, is they, you know, do this for other gyms like ours throughout the country, you know, so they know what's working, they know how to target, they know how to do all that stuff. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's going well. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I, I talk to a lot of people who are kind of hesitant to invest and learn more about Facebook marketing. For you, like, what has been the biggest benefit? As far as using the marketing, Facebook marketing? Yeah. yeah. I would say you, you just get in for your pain to get in front of a lot more eyeballs, right? Mm -hmm. People can't utilize you and you can't make lives better if they don't know about you. Right, so you, I, I look at, at the, any type of marketing we do as an investment, right? We want to know, okay, what should we spend it? How many leads are we getting from that? How many how many members is that turning into? And then you can, you don't look at it as an expense. But Facebook, for the population we work with, which is typically 35 to 55, um, you know, adults, parents, uh, executives, that's, that's where they're primarily at, you know? So that's where they're going to see it. We've tried... Um, you know, we do every door direct mail. We've done a lot of print stuff in the past, but it, it's a slower time to know if it's working, right? With Facebook, we can know pretty much within a week, is this ad hitting or not? What do we have to tweak? So I, I think it's a great thing. I think it's a great way to uh, really scale your marketing pretty quickly. Yeah. So let's say somebody, I, I see like one of your um, Facebook, Facebook ads for one of the challenges that you guys might be running over the course of the month. How, what's the process for converting me um, to a recurring customer in one of your small group personal training classes? Yeah, so if you saw one of our ads, whether that was a six week challenge or a, you know, the front end offer we pretty much have now is 21 day trial. But you know, one of our facility leaders, depending on say it was Hillsborough, so Dana would reach out to you and she has a, a follow-up sequence that she follows and, and she would reach out to you until you either tell her no or she sets up a consultation. First, it's going to be a phone call. And then she has you come in and we do a consultation uh, that she takes you through where we evaluate, really dive deeper into why you want to do this. And then we get you signed up for your trial, whether it's a six-week or a 21-day. And from there, we know when you're ending, when your end date is. We want to make sure that you have a great uh, experience. And then we can try to achieve something in, the, in that first period of time that you wanted to achieve. And from that, you know, it's pretty good, pretty good uh, success rate from trial to, um, to, to member, but that, that's the strategy we follow is, you know, provide a really good experience and, uh, you know, do our due diligence as far as giving the person what they want and need. So which one would you say has a better conversion um, into a recurring client? Would it be the six week or the 21 day? You know what's funny? I think it's the 21 day. I think it's the 21 day. If I, when I look at the data, we keep a weekly scoreboard. The six week, we do convert off that, but it, some people just have in their mind, like they're just, they're always going to do challenges like that, right? They're, they're going to do six weeks. Maybe their brain can get that, you know, it's more definitive than, okay, I'm going to become a member. Mm -hmm. So, uh, although that's obviously a higher price point, um, the, what we've seen is the conversion is usually better from the trial, the shorter trial. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. So through both trials, um, do you have kind of processes in place to nurture the people that are 
um, new to the community as far as maybe check-ins or following up to see, you know, how things are going even before they get like to the end of that? Oh yeah, definitely. So the facility leader, you know, they, they know where they're at in the, in the trial period and then they communicate that to the coaches underneath to them. So the convert, you know, uh, potentially another like in body, we used to in body for body comp, we'll do something like that. We'll just check in with them via text. Hey, how are we doing? You know, where are you at? How are you feeling? You know, are, are we on track type of thing? So they're nurtured throughout it outside of just their workouts, but then the coaches also know, Hey, make this person really feel welcome. Um, just like everybody, we try to make feel welcome, but you know, let's make them comfortable here and, and while giving them the guidance that they're, that they're here for. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So are you doing, I know you, that you say you have a facility leader. Um, does she do the sales or are you doing that also? No, she's doing that. Yeah. So each facility leader, that's one of their, their key result areas. They got to do the sales. Um, yeah, so they're pretty much doing the lead follow-up and they can delegate some of that if they want to, but then the sales as well. And what what they're kind of tasked with now is I want them to, to really train the other coaches and how to do a consultation and what stuff. So all three people at that location could could theoretically do a consultation and sign somebody up. Nice. Nice. Okay. So I mean, like what is what is your role like in your business now? In terms of like what are you doing on a daily basis? Because uh, I'm sure there was one point in time where you you were doing, uh, you know, a lot of the selling and, and the lead nurturing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for, for years, right, it was uh, everything, the, the coaching, which is why you get into it, right? Like, that was what I loved, um, right, nutrition programs, all that stuff, and the marketing and the consultations, all that set the schedule. So now my role is really, I, I kind of got back more involved about uh, a little over a year ago now. You know, we have, we have three young children. And I got back into what, you know, what would look like the CEO seat, the CEO role, and really getting in there, get, getting the, the, the process simplified, getting the culture the way I wanted it back with the real positive energy. And so now I kind of oversee the external marketing, not that I'm doing it all like the Facebook stuff anymore, like I used to do all of it, but making sure that it's getting done and it's getting results. And then as far as uh, being a leader to, to my leadership team, my facility leaders, like that's really Really the main thing I look at is I have to develop, continue to develop my team to become the best that they can become and make sure that the vision that I have, you know, with that million people we want to really impact is big enough to fit their dreams in there as well. I don't want my people to have to go out and find other careers, right? I want them to create their dream within the dream that we're building together. So the visionary, I guess you could call it. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, your dream is so big that, you know, everybody... If that's a part of your team, their dreams can fit inside as well. I think that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So like when it comes to, you know, being a leader um, and being that example, what do you usually do to, with your team in terms of like helping them, you know, develop uh, skill sets, things like that? So a lot of times we'll have a book going, like we're just starting Blue Fishing. This book, Blue Fishing uh, by Steve Sims. Uh, we did Think and Grow Rich earlier in the year. So something like, you know, book book type of club, but then we usually have a weekly meeting. And at that at those meetings is where I'll go over, you know, positive focus, you know, different stuff, see what's going on in their life, what are they working towards, what are the wins, what were the losses. And then I will usually go over self-development piece based on something that I've learned or that I'm currently reading. 
I really kind of shared them with that. And I, it, a lot changed for me when I started viewing those meetings as that, like they're self-development lessons, you know, meetings really. And that's what I love to do for people. And rather than looking at it like, oh, we, we have to have a meeting, you know, we should do a meeting. It's like, let's really develop. Let's develop and become better coaches and better people. You know, and that's what gets me excited. And then the coaches can take what they're learning, apply it to their own life, and then they can bring it to to the uh, their the clients that they're working with. Yeah. So, I mean, have you seen like your focus on, you know, personal personal development um, just lead to your team members staying for the long term? Yeah, definitely. So Dana, who's our facility leader in Hillsboro, Dana has been with me going on nine years now, you know, which is, it's awesome. Um, all the other coaches, we have one newer guy. Um, yeah, obviously we've lost people to different careers and whatnot, but it's, we, we have a really solid team, all A players um, that are like in it, you know, they're in it to win it and, and uh, you know, they, they care for each other. So I would say that's a big reason that people stay for a long time is that self-development piece. You know, and making sure, realizing, being cognizant of the fact that I can have that impact on them. You know, and it's my duty to share that stuff with them, stuff that I might take for granted with all the self-development stuff I've done throughout the years. But it might be new knowledge to them or it might be something they have to hear again because we all have, you know, ups and downs. Right. So it's giving them that that leadership and that guidance to let them know that, hey, you know, I want you to succeed type of thing. So that's uh, that's what that looks like. Yeah. So. Let's let's talk a little bit about the goals that you have for, you know, this upcoming year in 2023. Um, I know that you have, and I don't know if we mentioned this, but um, Kyle has two facilities in New Jersey. So what what are your goals when it comes to like the growth of your uh, two gyms? So we have about 120 members roughly at each location, full-time members right now. We'd like to get that up to 150, 160 type of range. Um, the reason being, we, we want to really have the past year and a half, we've gotten really back into focusing on the relationships with the clients, right? So higher ticket, but more attention, right? High, higher uh, value that we're providing for them. So getting up into that 150 to 160 range per location, we have a, a youth uh, middle school athlete program that we kind of restarted. We used to just train athletes way back when I opened, but uh over the years, we went more toward the adult fitness, but this past summer, we really kind of went and said, okay, the, the middle school athletes are not really being served by anybody. So let's really start focusing on them and providing programs. We have that, and we want to see that at 40 consistent kids each quarter at each location. And uh, on a larger scope, the, the goal for Newell Strand as a company really is to have an impact on 1 million people. So how we do that exactly I don't know, but obviously the online is going to be a big part of it. And, and we're trending that way with a lot of the, the uh, stuff we've been doing and channels we're building. To really try to get the message out there and making sure that, that we help all those people, right? And when the company gets to that size, then, then it takes on a different form. And that's where you can really fit in those, you know, make sure, okay, you want to advance to this role in the company? Hey, here it is. Take it and have autonomy with it. So, you know, the, the bigger vision you know, fits the brick and mortar vision within it. And um, that that's where we're at right now. You know, it's a simple, it's simple, not not necessarily easy, but it's simple. 
and keeping focused on what we have to do and doing our, our, our weekly and monthly and daily, uh, you know, key result type of things that we've got to focus on to keep performance indicators. All right, man, good stuff. Good stuff on the, on the horizons for you guys. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, excited okay. about it. Yeah. So one more question for you before we wrap things up on this episode. I want you to think back to when you first started your gym um, and give yourself, give yourself a piece of, of advice that at that time you didn't know you needed to hear. So I would say just be really present. Like I'm on presence and I'm always trying to be mindful, but the, it's easy to fall into the trap of thinking that, hey, I can't wait till it's to this level. I can't wait till it's to this level, which 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 makes you act out of a place of lack and like a, a place of a, you know neediness almost. So just be present with where you're at. That's what, and when you're present, that's where you can actually create, you know, what you're trying to create. And nothing can be created when you're not fully present in the moment. So just be present and enjoy the ride and the ups and the downs. You're gonna learn a lot more in the downs. I look back when I first started and I'm like, man, that was awesome. Even though it was like crazy tough trying to figure everything out, but it was just awesome. It was like, the, you know, in my mind, I viewed it as like the wild, wild west. I didn't know what I was doing, but I figured it out. It, it's just great memories. So that's kind of what I would tell, you know, somebody that was younger or my younger self. All righty, Kyle. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Now, this is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please tell our listeners where they can find you. Sure. So if they want to check out the gym website, it's Newell Street dot com and if they want to follow me where we're really focusing uh our efforts right now as far as social media is instagram and it's the panda man official so i'm putting out a lot of cool content with mindset mind map fasting uh self-improvement type of stuff so uh the panda man official on instagram will be the best place and i correspond with everybody through the dm there it's actually me it's not not an automated thing it's actually me corresponding with people that have questions all righty. Well, thank you so much, Kyle. We really appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. Definitely looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road. Also, to everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Morris. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Words podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. 
What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today, Adam. And today with me, I have Miss Stephanie and Miss Emily with Zia Strong Fitness out of Carlsbad, New Mexico. Ladies, how are you guys today? Good. How are you? We're good. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, from the sounds of it, you guys are having a little bit of uh, some bad weather. So I'm excited to say that I do not have bad weather. It's just a little cloudy, but it's about 75 here. So can't complain. Um, it's warm, but it's still windy. We literally blew in the door, so <laughs> it was a little. Yeah, it's pretty rough out there. <laughs> I uh used to live in Arizona, so I, I feel like I'm right. I was right next door to to New Mexico almost, but uh, I just remember being hot. Yeah, yes, hot. it gets hot. Yes. <laughs> Not as hot as Arizona, but it gets pretty dang warm. <sighs> Yeah, Arizona was, uh, you know, without expanding on this too much, Arizona was, uh, I remember it was 120 degrees one year, and you could see people cooking eggs on the sidewalk, no joke, bacon, eggs, they had skillets out there, people's tires were sticking to the road, you could just see like little spider webs of rubber, I'm like, man. Yeah, I get, I think we've gotten what, to like 110, 112. Yeah, I think the highest is around. <sighs> is it a dry heat over there, or is there a little humidity? dry no dry okay dry dry is one thing that you can handle i i lived in south florida and the the humidity there was just you just felt like in suffocated a whole entire time mm-hmm. like arizona new mexico it's probably just like a hair dryer just blowing on you it's just hot heat it's just hot yeah. heat but she's from louisiana so she knows humidity well you do absolutely <laughs> uh, the, heat, the heat here is pleasant in comparison yeah I get that. Uh, well, cool, ladies. I appreciate you taking the time here today. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up for y'all. Whoever wants to speak first, just go ahead and give a little background on you, your passions, you know, your experiences, and then ultimately what led to the opening of Zia Strong Fitness. Okay. Um, this is Stephanie. Um, I guess I started back when I was about, well, I've been in athletics my whole life. So volleyball, softball, that stuff. So I've always been in athletics. Um, when, after I got married, I started teaching step aerobics at a gym. Didn't even realize it's something I wanted to do. And I really loved it. Um, I got married, you know, and decided had kids, uh, kind of stepped away from the whole fitness thing. And I didn't work out at all, had my kids and, um, I gained a bunch of weight. I got up to like, I was like 265 pounds and it was miserable. And I went to the doctor and I was like, um, I need help. Something's wrong. And they're like, yeah, you know, you're not healthy. And right then I said, I need to do something about this. Um, so I started going back into the gym. I started jazzercise and I started losing weight with jazzercise. Um, did Zumba, started losing weight with Zumba. And then went to a general gym. Um, I hadn't been to a gym in a long time. And so for about six years, I was at the gym and I loved it. And then I got online because I wanted to start learning my own, you know, workouts. And I saw these girls climbing ropes and lifting these barbells, which were power cleans at the time. And I had no idea. And it was just very impressive and it motivated me so much. And I wanted to learn that. Um, but we didn't have a CrossFit gym. We hadn't, I hadn't even heard of CrossFit until I saw online. Um, 
So I went and visited my best friend in Mansfield, Texas. And I looked up CrossFit gyms and I walked into Mansfield CrossFit and man, they were so awesome. So welcoming. Um, I still talk to the owner to this day. Um, he's really, really amazing. He really motivated me when I went in, I was so nervous, did my first workout and I loved it. And I came home and literally a month later, a CrossFit gym opened here in town. And so I started going to that CrossFit gym and I was there probably about eight years within the third year. I started helping, um, train classes. I ended up getting my L1 and I remained coaching there at the gym and absolutely loved it. Like seeing people come in and seeing their progress and just being with people. It just, it's definitely a passion of mine. I love it so much when I go in, it just relieves the stress of my day. Like you go in and you have all this on your mind and all of a sudden it's gone. So that was pretty neat and I just loved it. Well, um, we, he was uh, moving, he was gonna close the gym and move and um, our members were looking at us because, <laughs> well, do you guys wanna open a gym? And I was like, yeah, well, I don't know. It'll be fun, they said. Yeah, it'll be fun. You got this. Like, <laughs> you guys can do this. And <laughs> I was out of town, and Emily called me, and she goes, Stephanie, so um, we're doing it. We're doing it. Are you in? Like, do you really want to open a gym? Like, let's do this. And this was probably August, mm -hmm. August of 2020, so middle of the start of that pandemic, August of 2020. And that was whenever, you know, it was crazy. And I'm like, sure, let's do it. <laughs> and so here we are. And that's kind of my story. Love that. We'll hand it over to, to you, Miss Emily. Um, kind of the same with Stephanie. I've been in some sort of sport my whole life. And then you grow up and then there's not adult sports anymore unless you're a professional athlete. So we have to find ways to entertain ourselves um, inside or outside of the gym. And so um, I found CrossFit in 2013. And then I moved here to Carlsbad in 2014 and met Stephanie um, and worked out with her and coached with her at the, um, at the other gym before they closed. Um, and then she and I have been here ever since. Excellent. Quite the story there. Got the phone call. Hey, we're doing it. You in or out? All right, I guess I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> it's, I always like to refer that back to, and if you guys have done skydiving or not, but I went skydiving in Colorado once. They gave you no time to think. They open up the chute, they slide you and push you out before you can even think about saying yes or no. Yeah, same. It wasn't um, like that. Yeah, exactly. it'd be like that sometimes. Oh, hey, we're doing this. Click. Uh, okay, all right. Next thing you know, got the loans or whatever it took, and here we are. Yes, so, yes. It was definitely that. Haven't looked back since. No. Um, I kind of like, <laughs> I mean, we're I mean like, we've looked back and yeah. we've gone a few times, we've gone, what have we done? Um, but then of course, at the end of every day, when you walk out the door and turn the lights off and 
you look around and you're like, this is what, you know, we did it on purpose, but this is for a reason. You look around and you're going, this was, this was a good thing. Yes, absolutely love it. When I walk in, it's a, I don't know. I mean, I know, you know, her and I have full-time jobs. And so the gym is our second full-time job in the evening. <laughs> um, okay. So we have a lot on our plate. I have uh, two kids as well. Um, and so we, we have a lot going on, but um, we make it work because we love our members. We love everybody that walks in. We're very passionate about what we're doing. And um, every day that we come in, we look forward to it. Absolutely. Now, it sounds like maybe just a little that eventually you would like to maybe make the fitness full time where you don't have to be spread so thin. Am I, am I, am I close? It's the plan. That okay. is the plan. Yes. Yeah. I, um, I have been I've been working with my job that I'm at now for like 23 years. OK, um, I can retire in like two years. I'm 43, so, you know, I can retire in like two and a half years when I'm 46. So I'm hoping that, you know, um, that's kind of going to be my world after that. I'm going to move on into this and um, where I can do more personal training during the day. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I just, it's something I really want to do to continue. Yeah. How about you, Emily? What's kind of like you're uh, your top of mind obviously you know fitness is is the passion um well I have my degree in counseling and so I don't actually practice counseling um but here it's a different form of therapy um I think physical fitness is a huge part of mental health um mm-hmm. so I like being able to have that sort of therapy outside of, you know, sitting on a couch and how does that make you feel kind of situation. Um, but I, um, I'm not from Carlsbad and Stephanie is. And so she's kind of the uh, anchor of the business where um, we're all going to be super excited when she retires. Pressure's <laughs> um, on there, uh, Steph. Right. I know, I know. Um, but it, that's that's kind of how we built the the partnership or the, the foundation for the business that we have is um, ultimately this will be her full time job, and I'll still be here and I'll coach and assist. But ultimately, the goal will be for her to run the business without all the other chaos going on <laughs> the good chaos right because right. she's still going to be working full-time right and i'm going to be retired <laughs> interesting interesting making the the you know for fun words the retiree work more i know yeah. right and i'm excited about it what does that say like i don't even know i i'm excited Hard to do Enjoy. that's what it says yeah, it is. I really want, you know, I really want this place to grow. Um, it helps me so much. And like, you know, when she brought up mental health, like, I feel like 1000% it has helped me from when I started 
to um, now, you know, I, I know what it's like to go through all that. I also, I lost my dad. Um, it's helped me through that and um, lost a lot of family members. You know, your family just stress and some of us go through depression and it's okay. And people don't know that. But whenever you come work out, like it just makes you feel so much better, so much better. And um, I feel like whenever people walk in the door, we bring in that environment. They walk in and they're like, wow, everybody's so nice here. Um, it's just a great place to be when you walk in, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Community feel is everything. And the atmosphere that you provide is also a huge thing too. You know, people, you know, as soon as they walk in, they're eyeballing the place, they're looking all over, they're kind of getting their impression of what did I just walk into? Right. So Exactly. (laughs) And everybody knows how they feel when they walk into a CrossFit gym for the first time. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I uh, my buddy owns CrossFit Gym in, in Michigan, and we used to do it back out on the pavement of the old college apartments. So, mm-hmm. I've had those feelings. Yeah, and so um, the concept, the gym we were at was a CrossFit gym. Um, mm-hmm. When we moved over, uh, we wanted it to be more of a functional fitness gym. Okay. So we didn't make it a CrossFit affiliate. Um, all of our trainers have their L ones or L twos. I have my L two as well. Um, so I continue to get my education as well, you know, get my L2. Um, and then we also offered yoga. Um, at one point we offered Zumba. We've offered, you know, so we're, we want to expand and bring additional classes. Um, so that way we can get more people coming in that don't necessarily want to do CrossFit and that's okay. Um, they just need to know that the word CrossFit is so broad. Um, they see it on TV, but whenever you walk in the gym, that's not what it is. You know, you can walk in. I don't care if you're in shape. I don't care how old you are. You can be 70 years old and walk in and we can modify or change a workout or give you something different to do just so you're moving. That's what functional fitness is. And so we want to provide that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's kind of dive into that side of the business a little bit, kind of give us, I know you did a little bit, but let's give the listeners, you know, kind of a full spectrum, everything that you offer inside of Zia Strong Fitness. Um, And then kind of piggyback, you know, if somebody were to walk into your facility brand new, kind of how would you initially consult that person? Um, Well, right now we have cross training and yoga. We did at one point have Zumba. for whatever reason, it's hard to find coaches right now. Um, so we have a lot of really amazing staff, um, but they all have their specialty. And so trying to incorporate or find other trainers for different specialties has been sort of difficult. Um, but we have cross training every day, and then we have yoga uh, two to three times a week. Um, And so when somebody walks in, we just ask mostly, um, what are their goals? You know, what are they looking for? Why did they, you know, come to us? Um, And then we ask what their expectations are of us. Like, what are you wanting to get from us? What are you looking for? Um, To kind of help us talk them through the process. 
Um, we don't want to just be like, okay, sign this waiver. Your coach will start in 10 minutes, you know, have a good time. Um, we have a pretty in-depth conversation when somebody walks in the door. Um, a lot of it for medical reasons, you know, have you seen a doctor? Do you have any injuries that we need to be aware of? Should you be doing deadlifts or, you know, just kettlebells or should you just be doing the yoga or the stretching or some sort of rehabbing um, type information? Um, because obviously you're here to better yourself and we don't want to do anything that's going to hinder your recovery. So we just go from there and um, welcome to the classes, their class schedule, introduce them to the coaches, introduce them to the other people that have checked in for the class that day. Um, we don't ever tell anybody, you know, thanks for coming, good luck. Like we hold their hand through the entire process. Throw them, throw them in the ring of fire. It's fine. Right. Yeah. And like Stephanie said, we'll do like nutrition counseling if they ask for it. Is there anything they're wanting more from us than just coming to class? Do they want personal training? Do they want um, meal planning or any sort of nutrition questions? You know, because coming to the gym is one thing, but whatever you're doing outside of the gym is going to help her hinder that process too yeah nutrition is a huge part of any fitness regime whether it's you know basic fitness or you're trying to like get cut for a show um now a couple things on that 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 initial welcoming process you know when when you see the person you know like talking about the fine details here you do you you know, is, is there initial consultation? Like, is it in a, a semi-quiet space? Obviously there's classes and things getting ready to start, but like, are they like personalized or like you sit down with them and you're like next to them and kind of like decreasing those barriers? Um, or is it more like you have a desk, they stand, you know, you're sitting while they're standing. Like how, how, how's like the intricate details of that process? If um, you don't mind me asking. Um, well, we have a front desk space. We, um, we do have somebody who uh, works a few days a week um, managing the front desk. Um, and it's right by the front door. And so we try and keep it separate from the floor space. We don't ask too many intimate details or personal questions that they wouldn't feel comfortable sharing, um, potentially in front of other people. Um, but we have a small space next to the front door and we ask them generic health questions. Do you have shoulder injuries? Do you have hip injuries, back, knee, things like that? Mm -hmm. Um, just to make sure they're not receiving in any sort of medical advice. Um, and then later after class, you know, how did it go? Did you enjoy it? Do you have any questions for us kind of thing? Um, and then when they sign up, we have a registration process. So we get their name, their email, their phone number, and um, we do a free week. So after their first week, generally we'll like call or text, hey, you know, do you have any questions? How was it? Um, most of the time when we're able to talk to someone, it's before a class has started or after our class is finished. And so no one's really paying attention to what's going on at the front desk. Everybody's mingling or doing their own thing. Um, so it's not a not a situation for a very private conversation yeah uh, 
but we do have we do have people that have had those kinds of things we should talk about and we scheduled private like consultation appointment mm-hmm. excellent yeah i'm just curious because every, everybody's like initial like intro process is different where you know they you know they'll just hang out at the front desk they'll like have them fill out paperwork go walk away come back you know like there's all like these little intricate details that i just you know like to like to key on and see you know how everybody does things so appreciate that uh let's kind of dive into a little bit more about like leads so you know wh- where currently are most of your leads coming from um so we use um a platform we use push press um so push press we on our website we have where they can contact automatically whenever somebody's interested they fill out that lead and then we get an email or i get a text letting me know that this new lead has come in um so i usually they say if they want to be called if they want to be emailed and so we've got a list of you know these leads that come through the computer or um on google we have google as well so it just takes them automatically everything comes from our website and i set up our website and have that all going um and then usually i call them or a lot of times they want to be texted so i will text them um a lot you know that's how they are a lot of people communicate that way they don't want to be talked to on the phone it's crazy they want to be texting they don't want to talk on the phone i know so much easier to talk on the phone but um, i do a lot of texting with the leads um and a lot of times you know that ends up in you know they ask me a bunch of questions and I'm answering all the stuff about the gym and yeah, that's how we get them. And push press has been great. Okay. Wonderful. Um, you know, what else are you guys doing besides, you know, um, is push press, is that correct me if I'm wrong, is that just like, like a platform or a program? Yes. Is it like an agency that you guys pay that like, like pushes out things? Okay. It's a platform. Um, we do it's we do have like a membership. Like we pay like a, a fee to use the program. Okay. Um, but what it is is it manages our whole gym. So somewhat like they had they get an app. They it's called Push Press. So they get they download the Push Press app. Our members they have access to all the workouts because all the workouts are pre-programmed. So we can load the workouts for the week. And then they see the class times, they see who's coaching, they can reserve their spot for the class, so we know who's coming. They can also, um, if they are only like a weekly person, we, we're like an oil field town around here, so we have a lot of um, transients coming from out of town, so a lot of them will just do a one-week drop-in, so once they become a member, they can go in and they can pay for one week and just show up to the gym whenever they're in town. It's been really neat. <clears throat> we also have a store. Um, we do like, you know, kill cliffs and fit aids and um, I'm looking at them over here, <clears throat> aminos and, you know, different things like that. We offer protein bars. And so we can also do our product sales within that program as well. Nice. Excellent. And then one thing that just came to my mind is, you know, so the facility, um, looking through my notes here, it's about 3,000 square feet. Is that right? Right. And then you guys are right around 50 or so members. Is that right? Or. Uh, yeah. Consistent. Yes. Consi- okay. Cause like reoccurring the ones that are like here to, to stay. Right. That's, right. That doesn't include people who drop in and out. Cause yeah. a lot of, uh, a lot of 
employee or business hours are like two weeks on, two weeks off, or it just varies depending on where they're coming from. Right. And I'm familiar with like the transient and, you know, I used to be in Delray and Delray is a very like seasonal area. Like lots of people will leave for like six months because it gets way too hot. They'll come back in like the quote unquote winter um, and things like that. So I'm very familiar with that. Um, so, you know, you have the, the push press program. Where do your leads come from majority? Is it, you know, word of mouth, referral process? Um, you guys throw posts on Facebook, Instagram, um, you know, where, where, where's the majority of the leads coming in from? Um, we do, we have Facebook, we have Instagram. Um, I, you know, a lot of our coaches, they do Snapchat screen class and they tag the gym in it. And a lot, so we do post our videos. Um, so a lot of them come from social media, you know, everybody uses social media so much. So that's usually where it is, or I'm from here. Um, I was born and raised in Carlsbad. I'm from here, so I know a lot of people. And so, you know, we get referred. Word of mouth has been good too for us. Google. Yeah, Google. When a lot of people come to town who aren't from here, you know, you quote unquote Google every research or reference. And um, if you Google any keywords or organic search words, um, gym, CrossFit, things like that. Um, our website should pull up. Excellent. And then, you know, out of those, you know, we'll say for the people that are here to stay, not necessarily like the, the seasonal transient ones, um, you know, where, how, you know, if you had to put a number on it, what would that number of leads look like, like on a weekly basis, weekly or monthly basis, depending on how you guys track that? Probably anywhere from three to five a week. They'll fill out the... Yeah, we get about three to five leads a week that come in on the, on push press. They'll fill out the intake form and they'll ask a bunch of questions. What do you guys offer? What are your hours? Mm -hmm. um, how much does it cost? Those kinds of things. Um, about three to five a week. Because we'll get an email notification or like she said, a text message that'll said some, somebody has filled out the intake form. And so we'll go in and review it and and that's just what's on the computer like um so the business phone actually comes directly to my cell phone <laughs> so like it's you know it's my life um but the business phone comes to me and so I get a lot of calls throughout the day I get a so I'm texting a lot of people that directly contact me about coming in so that's about how we do the things around here okay and then I'm assuming on the push press, because I've never heard of that or worked for that one before, but it'll say like, you know, where, where did you hear about us? Whether it's like website or Facebook or got it. Right. Correct. Yes. It has that as well. Okay. Um, cool. So, you know, walk me through, you know, obviously you, you want to grow, you want to, you know, you know, make the gym as profitable as possible. And, you know, at that point of retirement, you know, have a gym that can sustain everything you know, what's kind of like your guys's, you know, goals for, you know, the rest of the year, 
Um, and then maybe that's like obviously one to two years. Um, well, the goal obviously will always be to grow. Everybody wants their business to improve and grow. If you're not growing, then then what are you doing? Um, you're either surviving or you're stagnant. Um, the, the goal is to grow, of course. Um, hopefully, um, consistently over time, you know, 3,000 square feet sounds like a lot, but once you get a lot of bodies in one place and people are wall balls and barbells and running and it 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 looks like a lot of chaos um so the consistent growth would be nice um we were at one point needing to expand um we didn't take that leap um and it's probably a good thing that we didn't because we don't have a permanent location we're actually um renting um the facility we're in right now um and so eventually the goal would be to have our own place um somewhere that we can make it a quote-unquote permanent storefront um so we don't want to say that we don't want to grow too fast because of course we want the growth um but we want to be able to maintain the facility as it is right now um, if you come in and, and you can't move or do anything during the class, then you're not getting anything out of it. Um, but yeah, over the next two years to grow and, and to figure out how we want to expand moving forward, knowing that Stephanie will have the time to be here mm -hmm. hours a day, like a normal, normal job. <laughs> Like a real number job. Like a normal job. Yeah. And, you know, um, we always, like she was saying earlier, it's really hard for us to find trainers um, and coaches, even in other things. It's very hard to find, um, especially in a small town. It's, it's just been tough. Um, I would love to add additional classes mm -hmm. um, that aren't necessarily CrossFit that, you know, will bring another variety of, um, athletes into the gym, um, members into the gym. I would love to add, you know, those kind of classes. Um, there's so much you want to do, you know, it's like this broad plan that you have. Um, but we've been open, you know, two years and considering, you know, how we started from ground zero to where we're at and still, you know, working full time and doing this full time. Um, we just, we still have a lot of growth, you know, there's still time for us to grow. And I think we will. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, you know, when it comes down to, like you mentioned, consistency in the fitness routine is just as, as equivalent to consistency in the business routine and, you know, doing the things that need to be done for the growth to happen. And, you know, oftentimes I find that a lot of gym owners are worried about like quality and integrity with growth and things like that, because it's either something they've never experienced before where it's like, Oh man, how am I going to, I have something so good right now, but obviously, you know, either maybe they're not profitable or they're breaking even just barely, or, you know, whatever the case is when the expansion happens, they just, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. Right. Right. It's, and it's hard I to put a plan in place. Exactly. And I, we would love for that to continue. 
and to happen, you know, and you would love it for it to go smoothly. <laughs> you know, um, you know, when you come in and you've never ran a business before and it's a lot to, to learn, like you said, there's downfalls and there's, it's, um, it's a learning process. We're always learning. And um, when we learn something, we're like, oh, okay, we're going to do this next time. Um, this is how we need to improve. This is what we need to do. And um, we have some friends that, you know, have done businesses and we get great feedback, you know, from them. And that's helped a ton as well. So, I mean, without that, it would have been really hard. Uh, we've reached out to, you know, um, companies that help new business owners, just, you know, things like that. We really want to make this work. And so yeah. we're going to try and do whatever it takes. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it is doing whatever it takes because it's not, you didn't just open a gym to be mediocre. You didn't just open a gym to to just get by, right? Like you, you obviously want to profit, but you want to help people at the same time. And if you focus on the people, the, the profit will come, you know, doing what's best. Um, so I, uh, I have full faith in both of you that it's, it's going to work. And there, there's definitely people and things and information out there that will be of great value to you. Right. Um, one thing I didn't ask, and I may have missed this, but you know, average class size currently with your members is like 15, 12. I know CrossFit, I think is a little bit less just because like you mentioned the barbells, there's, you know, Olympic style lifts and things like that. So there's a little more form catching. We have an average about 15, okay. um, our afternoon classes. Yeah. The class size average right now is probably somewhere around 10 to 15. Um, give or take the day of the week, you know, um, if Friday's a holiday or Monday's a holiday, people leave town for the weekend. So Friday may be kind of slow or Monday may be kind of slow. Um, but consistently probably somewhere 10 to 15. Okay. What would you say is the, the cap for those classes? Is it, is it right around that 15 or could it expand to maybe like 20? We've laid out equipment. Um, the most, Ex, you know, exhaustive workout we could think of, how, you know, how many pieces of equipment can we pull out on the floor and still have everybody function appropriately? Um, and it's around 20. Okay. So a little, obviously a little room for growth there and then not being too, too clustered. Right. And as far as like a cross training style workout, the cap is 20. Um, we did a yoga quote unquote, like party. We do, um, every few months we'll do a yoga event. Like we did a brunch and then we did a Halloween party. Um, and we did around 50 for, oh, the, wow. for the yoga class. Yeah. So we like to host like those little events as well. Um, we, you know, we are doing the CrossFit open here. Uh, so we have some people that are in the CrossFit open um, and so, you know, we have judges and we have that kind of thing going on as well. Uh, but it's really fun to have those little events, uh, especially the yoga. It's been a lot of fun to have a bunch of people come in, you know, that aren't familiar. And so that's helped as well. Yeah, the CrossFit Open is huge right now. There's a, a couple of colleagues of mine that um, have gyms in Orlando 
and they, you know, do the CrossFit and the whole nine yards. So yes. we, uh, we joke and do some, uh, fun, like, Oh, if you don't, uh, if you don't do this today, you have to do the Murph for time or something like that. And it's just like little fun things like that. Yeah. We had somebody, one of our members called me yesterday and was like, Hey, I'm at lunch with some people I work with. And we just made a bet over lunch. Can we come in tonight and do Murph? And I was like, Murph on a Wednesday. Why not? Like, that's so what you- they did last night. They came in and they, they did Murph and we, <laughs> there were three or, three or four of them and we had class going on and we're all doing class and we're all watching them going, Oh my gosh, y'all are crazy. And- <laughs> <laughs> Murph is yes. once a year for a reason, but you know, but if that's what you want to do for your Wednesday workout, then no one is going to tell you you can't. Yes, yeah, and we allow, you know, that's another thing is we allow our members um, after like an hour class or whatever, if we have a class after, we're like, you know what, if you want to stay and do additional work, go for it. You know, we have an area that's out to the side. We actually have turf in here. So we have an area that has turf and um we're like, you know, do whatever you need to do. If you want to do some extra stretching, if you want to do some extra lifting, um, you're welcome to do that, you know, outside of the class time whenever we're here. Because we're only open during class hours, obviously, because of our jobs. But um, yeah, they want to have extra time. They're welcome to it. That's awesome. That's a great freedom to have, especially, you know, people that are like, oh, let's just have this crazy idea and let's go kill ourselves on a Wednesday. It's cool. It's fine. Yeah. Exactly. We, we love to hear it. The uh, the chaos. Exactly. Um. So one thing that has sparked my mind is, you know, obviously full time job. What are the hours of the facility throughout the week? Um. Right now we are open in the morning, Monday through Friday, from five a.m. to six a.m. We have a morning class for all those uh, early bird gets the worm people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we open at four thirty in the evenings and close at 7.30. Um, and so we'll have yoga and then two cross-training classes. Um, but as long as somebody is a member, if they wanna come in and do their own thing, then we have an open gym policy. Um, you're allowed to come and go as you please, as long as you're not disrupting the class. Got it, okay. And you know, out of curiosity, with your staff, I don't know, you know, if this makes sense or it would be something that you guys have thought of, you know, potentially down the road, you know, as you grow, obviously there's a lot of, a lot of potential opportunities for more classes and more times throughout the day to be more profitable and, you know, bringing more revenue and all the good stuff, right? You know, would there be a point in time, obviously that would include probably more leads, more members, a greater demand some trust and things like that involved. Would you ever, or have you ever thought of, you know, um, obviously adding more classes throughout the day when you're potentially not there, like maybe, you know, I don't know, 7, 8 a.m., something like that. And then having one of the coaches be kind of like the front desk slash, you know, running it at that time. We actually do that currently. Um, we, but like we said, it's hard. All of our trainers all have full-time jobs. Got it. it. I mean, and so this is like they're they're doing it because they love it kind of thing. You know, yeah. we don't have anybody that this is just their job. They don't have anything else to do. 
Um, and so we haven't found anybody that will come in and do a class like at 8 a.m., you know, or 9 a.m. We would love to offer more classes, but it's just finding the people to do it. Yeah. Um, we're not necessarily here all the time. Sometimes in the evening, our coaches are here by themselves. And so they do do the front desk and greet people as they come in, um, you know, ma manage, you know, the store area up here in the front. So they do do that. Like we have an amazing staff. Like we couldn't ask for anything better. You know, they're, they help us so much and we couldn't do it without them. That's good to know. Amazing staff is, you know, it shows value and that they're, they're willing to kind of help out. Ha has any of the staff ever voiced interest in saying, Hey, you know, when the time is right or if the opportunity arose, they would be able to, you know, do more if there was the opportunity, the availability. Uh, yeah, we did have, um, so my job changes a lot. And so we did have an 8.30 a.m. class um, that was taught by another coach. Um, mm -hmm. But like most people here right now, um, she wasn't from here. Got and it. So um, she moved. And so I took over her class at 8.30. Um, and then we had another class at 3.30. And we had a trainer for that and he moved. And so I took over both of those. Um, and then that kind of ate into how much time I was actually spending at work. And so we had to slowly cut back on those classes um, based on attendance. So the, you know, the least attended class got cut first. Um, and then my job, totally changed and I wasn't even here at all for a while oh man and, um and so those classes had to get cut completely because there wasn't anyone here to teach them at that time that's probably been our biggest difficulty um as far as offering classes you know and whenever you're a startup gym that starts up starts out with nothing yeah um you it's hard to be like, no, yeah, I'm gonna, I can pay this coach, you know, all this money, <laughs> you know, it's hard to find that. And, um, we got lucky with the ones that we have that they love what they're doing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, when those classes were there, were they decent size? I mean, was there, was there some utilization there? Were people enjoying it or was it kind of like, oh, maybe there's three, maybe there's four or five. Um, the morning class is generally small. It was probably an average of five, but it was consistently the same five people. Um, the afternoon class at 3.30, that used to be one of the bigger classes because everyone was working from home. Okay. Um, we opened in November, so we decided to do this in August, and then we opened in November um, in the middle of a shutdown. Um, and so the classes earlier in the day, um, were actually pretty full for a while. And then people were started going back to the office. And so the attendance during like nine to five work hours dropped. And so now our biggest classes are in the evening when everybody gets off work. Yeah, it seems to be 
the the shift there's there's different seasons of people is what I like to call it some people are they're going to be the heavy hitters in the morning they got stuff to do drop the kids off uh, or get up before the kids and then there's going to be the people that are like all right afternoon kids are at home I'm going taking my stuff so yeah um all right y'all I've been enjoying the conversation so far I got a few more things for each of you the biggest one is you know obviously leads coming into the door you know about three to five leads a week have you ever tried other sources of marketing like have you ever done like a paid marketing ads things like that before or has it mainly been you know organic raw like posting maybe some boosting here and there um we do paid ads anytime we do some sort of special event um or membership discount or promotional type thing um we do paid ads for that um when we did our yoga events we did flyers um our yoga instructor is like super go-getter um she's awesome she actually owned her own gym prior to moving to Carlsbad and so when she gets an idea she like rolls with it um we printed flyers she passed out flyers hung them up at different businesses passed them out um at the school that she works at um so we've tried different things um just to kind of see which way would go best or what what we get in return for our money right yeah and i mean we're oh and we actually recently just got you know um an advertisement um we have a local golf course and they're actually going to be advertising local businesses in town and they called us to see if we wanted to put um you know the golf ball washers that they have at different bars. Um, and so we're gonna actually have our own little advertisement at the golf course um, for a whole year. They're gonna put our business up on um, one of those. And so we're, that's gonna be going up probably up and coming up in April. Um, and so it'll be set up at the golf course on par three. We're gonna be on par three. So, you know, they can go check us out at par three. Um, but so hopefully, you know, that'll bring some people in as well. Our location of our gym, um, that's been kind of tough. We are located like behind another building. So we're not like a storefront. You can't see us from, you know, um, the street. There's like a shopping center and you have to really look for our entry door um to find us so you know that's been also like a challenge is being able to um get people to where we are so hopefully yeah. you know that kind of stuff we're like we're located behind the store here and um that's helped a little bit too uh we've done some sponsorships also we sponsored um like the end of the year graduation celebrations for the high school we sponsored um, the local like cheer and dance studios and things like that. So we've we've done different types of advertising over the last two years. Got it. But more or less, like the, the most consistent thing has just been, you know, you'd say that relying on like word of mouth referrals, like those kind of things, the organics. Internet, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Got it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like with your location set up, you know, something would really have to like direct them right to that spot. Like, Hey, like whatever, whatever if it's an ad or if it's a post or something like that, it's like this location between this and this can't miss us. Um, yeah. Something right. like that. Yes. yes. And so we're, we're working on, um, actually, you know, whenever you first get started, you're like, you want to make sure that you're going to work. This is going to, this is going to, you know, be a lasting business. You want it to. Um, but we all know that that's not how it always works. Mm -hmm. So we're working now. We're like, okay, we've been open two years. I think it's time to get a business sign, um, to put up above our door. Cause we hadn't done that yet. And so we are going to look at finally getting like a, a, a business sign, a, a one that lights up and everything. <laughs> so we're growing. There's things that we're trying to do now. Um, it just, it takes time to build, yeah. you know. 100%. And, you know, it's, if you build it, they will come. Yes. <laughs> I like that. Yes. Love that. Um, awesome, ladies. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap up. We've had a fun conversation so far. I got two last things for you. So whoever wants to speak first or just one of you wants to speak or both of you, it's entirely up to you, but in your position, you know, you guys took a leap, started your business and here we are today. What words of advice in those moments would you give somebody that's looking to do the exact same thing, whether it's group fitness, CrossFit, kickboxing, they're just looking to start. What would you say to them? Um, go for it head first like both feet all in um you can't you can't do it halfway um you have to if you're gonna take the plunge then you have to do it and and be all in um I mean personally I have faith um it will work out the way it's supposed to you know you put your you put everything into it it takes a village and so when people offer to to help you let them help you um we wouldn't be here without all of the people who wanted us to be successful um and that that is a huge group of people yeah um the reason why we opened this was for them um it wasn't for us i, I mean we, yes we did it but we did it for them we did it for um they didn't want to lose the gym they still wanted to have that same opportunity that they loved um, we have families of five that come here, you know, it's a whole family of kids and um, they're the reason why we're still here and why we open this gym. We're here for them and everybody that walks in, I feel like you walk in and we know your name, you know, and it's very personable. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just feel like they like have, to, like she says, we have to have faith and we pray that everything works out um, the way it's supposed to. So yeah, go for it, you know, give it your best. And um, if you give it your best, that's all you can do. Absolutely. Can't, uh, can't wonder what if, if you give a hundred percent. Exactly. Right. We tried it, we did it. And here we are. Yeah. That's right. And if something doesn't work out one time, guess what? There's going to be another time around. You're going to try something else. And that could be the key. Right. Exactly. Awesome, ladies. Last piece here is want to give a lovely shout out to your facility. So go ahead, give our listeners a shout out. How can they reach you? Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, a website. Yeah, so um, we have a website. It's uh, ziastrongfitness.com. 
Um, it has the link. We have a Facebook. We have an Instagram as well. Um, we, you can reach us. We have it on Google. Everything's on Google. So our phone number is on there as well. We are located in Carlsbad, New Mexico, and we're behind the Dollar Tree. That's where we are. We're behind the Dollar Tree. Um, and, uh, you know, we look forward to seeing everybody that comes in. Come join us. It doesn't matter how old you are. Um, I personally have, I have fibromyalgia. I have a degenerative joint disease. I've had, I've had a knee surgery, ankle surgery, like, but I'm still here. Um, even when I'm hurting, I'm still moving. It's the best thing for me. And so I want people to know that I don't care where you are in your life or who you are, you can get out there and do it. And I want them to come see us. Anything you want to add to that, Em? No, I think that was good. <laughs> All right. I'm awesome. a great partner as well. So I can see that. <laughs> I love that. Well, awesome. Ladies. I appreciate you sharing the story. I love you giving the shout out to your facility. For everybody out there in Carlsbad, New Mexico, if you haven't heard of their place, now's the time. Go check them out. Check out their website. Take a class. ZF Strong Fitness is the right place for you. Um, and most importantly, if somebody out there, if this story inspired you and you want to be on our show, we'd love to have you. Click on our link below, fill out your information, and we'll be in touch. But until then, y'all, that's been another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. Gym Lords, out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.